Hey everybody, welcome to Engage on UMFM 101.5. We are here today with a super special guest. Uh, we're welcoming on Riley Nepenak. Riley Nepenak is the founder of this amazing group called Initiative here in Winnipeg. And I'll tell you from firsthand what I've seen, this group has done some amazing things when it comes to serving the front lines and helping people that are marginalized, being a support for people, and especially being like a young person group. I've seen this group do a lot of things. And so we're really excited to have Riley on to kind of give us more of the vision of what Initiative has been up to, more of what Riley's been up to. Yeah, the whole vision behind Initiative, because I think that it's really important that uh, you guys hear it. So without further ado, we'd like to welcome Riley. Hey, Riley, how's it going? Hey, what's up, Caden and Josh? Glad to be on here, guys. Thank you for that amazing introduction. Thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. So you are the founder of Initiative, correct? I call myself the co-founder because, you know, my sister played a really uh, big role in the, in the beginning of uh, helping us kind of, you know, get off our butts and okay. like, get there. Okay, sweet. Awesome. And how long ago was that? So we're actually coming up on a year in July. And, you know, it, it really, really kind of started at first just as like a simple act of kindness. You know, my sister wanted to, you know, see if we wanted to go and hand out some food and, and, you know, that's exactly what we did. And I think when we did it, we felt like really good about ourselves and we just wanted to share this with, with the rest of the youth, you know, in the community. And, you know, I had come back to the, the North end about a month or two prior and it just looked, it looked totally different. And I think it was all the negative effect of the pandemic, just more people struggling in the streets and just, you know, more pollution. And so it was just, it was the timing that was, that was everything for us. That's super wonderful. Yeah, no, I love to hear that. A year. Hey, you guys have accomplished a lot within just that year. So that's, that's really surprising to hear. And I'm sure that some listeners will be surprised to hear that as well. Oh yeah. It was like, really like we started right out of my mom's garage. Like that's how grassroots it gets. We were meeting up at St. John's Park to do these like litter patrols. And, you know, when you have this welcoming environment and you just, you know, you have youth with with ideas as well. And your whole point is to just try to empower those ideas. It's it's just growth from there. It's just that's how we've been able to kind of accomplish everything. It's just kind of adapting to the needs of our people. So when you first started out, did you find that that growth was like, right out the gate people were there just ready to join in and support or was there like a, a curve to that at all um there, there were definitely barriers but in terms of just numbers and just people coming out and supporting us people donating that was right out of the gate and i think you know that's a common theme here in uh, the city winnipeg um, especially the north end is like when people see something like a cause that they believe in like they're there it's a pretty pretty unique demographic here when it comes to that. So yeah, we had a good amount of support right out of the gate, but at the same time, it's like, we don't have the funding right off the bat. So we were actually putting a lot of our own money into it at the start, just because it was just something we were so passionate about and we could see ourselves doing this, you know, long-term. That's got to be a major contribution to, you know, the fact that you're still around a year in is that this was originally just raw passion yeah. for these causes, you know? Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. No, it's been great. And you just, you meet so many, 
other great organizations I thought that was pretty cool was like it wasn't just us starting out at that time we also had like community 204 we also had like Thunderbirds and you know we're able to kind of you know look at each other and see the growth at the same time so this pandemic definitely inspired a lot of great things to come out of it and you know initiative is still to this day organically evolving yeah absolutely I think that's uh, super important and like you mentioned, people are just super willing to, to come out and support. And um, Daniel from Community, just such a great person. Everyone that's just been around those environments within those organizations, within those communities is, is always so supportive. So it's so great to hear that you found that route and that we were able to kind of dig into that aspect of Winnipeg, because I think Winnipeg has a lot of that, a lot of people that truly care about it. You mentioned that you guys started out doing food packages or like a walk around at night giving some supplies out and obviously you guys have evolved now into doing quite a few initiatives in the community and i'm wondering you know kind of now where you're at what's the reach like what kind of things are you guys up to now there's some things of course i know but in your own words what's that expansion been like yeah i you know what so yeah we started off with these these simple like you know litter patrols where you know, we're able to hand out food, able to pick up some waste, able to pick up some needles. And we just, we really wanted to keep everything that we do, like youth involved and in kind of, you know, our values, if we did have some, I'd say they were the sacred seven teachings. You know, those are something that, you know, part of our decision-making like that has to be a part of it. And, you know, it was an adapting type thing, you know, when the snow fell, it's like, okay, we can't pick up garbage and recycling now. So what should we do? And, you know, some of our youth and myself were shoveling walkways, like on our own. And we just thought, like, man, even I myself have a hard time shoveling my own walkway. Let's just go do this for some like elders and some other people who, who aren't able to do this. And, you know, sure enough, we had support for that. And then, you know, up in, in February, you know, Anish Corporation had these teepees and some people were kind of, you know, like, like it was, it was cold. It was a cold month of February. It was a minus 40, minus 45. They had reached out to me on a Monday and it was like, Hey, you know, what do you guys want to do with these teepees? There are people like freezing to death. Like, you know, what can we do? And I think because we, because we were so adaptable, because we had this like following already, you know, we put the shout out there, like, hey, if anyone's interested in helping this, like, like, let's do it. Like, let's just see how it goes. We I didn't even end up getting permission from Thunderbird House to do it until I showed up there the next morning, knocking on their door, like, hey, this is what we want to do. I'd love for you guys to give us permission, but this is the plan. And, you know, I, I think when we did that, we took a step in the direction that I don't think you'd see a lot in some organizations just because we kind of just acted without much planning. And, you know, it's important to plan, but not in the case of minus 40, minus 45 weather, you got to act fast. So, you know, like it's doing like things like that, that have shaped our vision instead of it just being this, this let's hand out some food, let's pick up some garbage and recycling with some youth. Like now, you know, we're kind of expanding that influence. And now we're, we're helping vulnerable, uh, you know, unsheltered relatives in the city, you know, keeping them warm. Now we're, you know, we're, we're in talks with, with a couple of different schools, you know, this fall to get some like initiative groups inside, inside of these schools 
to help foster mentoring between high schools and neighboring elementaries. You know, I, the way I see that working out is the same as when, you know, a high schooler will come and read to me when I'm in elementary school. And I think it's like the coolest thing ever that these big kids, I don't know why I think it's cool, but it's like the big kids are coming to read to us. You know, that I think is really important at that age is to, to start those relationship buildings. And uh, so that's, that's kind of like the direction that we're kind of like focusing on is how can we, how can we help our, our brothers and sisters out there struggling in the streets even more? How could we, you know, establish a stronger presence in schools so that we can give a lot of these kids something that they can belong to? Um, you know, fostering that, that sense of belonging is, is huge and in need in our community, whether, you know, you're, you're living in the streets, whether you're a student, whether, you know, you're just a family, it's great to have something to belong to. And I, you know, I think in my, my childhood, I uh, had that common problem with a lot of, a lot of youth is that I lacked that stability. And I, at first I didn't have that sense of belonging. So, you know, those are, those are some of the, the areas that, you know, we're really focusing on. And, you know, I know that this August, especially, we have a TP camp that, uh, you know, we want to bring 20 youth out into Cedar Lake Ranch, have a three-day, you know, camp under these teepees while, while at the same time doing some survival skills and, and life, life skill-related workshops. Like, you know, these, these are the things that, uh, you know, we've, you know, the youth in our community uh, are in need of and we're just we're just trying to empower them. You know, there are definitely times in my life where I didn't feel too empowered and where I lacked that that stability. So, you know, that's you know, sorry for rambling on there, but you know, that's that's a big big question and you know, that's that's kind of that's where we're we're headed in that in that area. That's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I had shivers the whole time. That's so beautiful to hear. Really really powerful. Thank you, man. You know, you're doing great things too. I love seeing other, other young guys uh, succeeding. It's like the greatest feeling, you know, even other guys in your neighborhood when you see them go on to do crazy things, it's like the best feeling. Like, let's just empower each other. Absolutely. I was wondering, you know, you mentioned that you've been doing this for about the past year and a lot of this was brought forth with the pandemic making people's struggles more difficult than they already were. Looking ahead a bit, seems like we're starting to go in the direction of restrictions loosening up, things, places, businesses being able to open up soon. Is there anything that you've been wanting to do with initiative that you haven't been able to due to the restrictions that you're eager to kick off when they're fully gone? Yeah, actually. These these restrictions, you know, have been bothering everyone, us especially. You know what I really want to see more of is is I want to see like all age groups and, and everyone gathering together just for more community like barbecues, just more just getting together. And you don't always need a special reason to do this. But I think what's important is that, you know, we have our youth, we have our women, we have our men, we have our two spirit, and we have our elders present at those, 
you know, community events at those community barbecues, you know, it's really important to keep all these groups, you know, together, because that's what community means. And you look at our, you look at our past of Indigenous people, and the youth were taken initially, they were taken from that circle of community. And once the youth were taken, well, then the women don't have youth to nurture, the men don't have youth to protect, and the elders don't have youth to pass this knowledge on. And so a huge part of our healing is just, you know, bringing the youth back into that circle and just and just fostering these relationships and you know doing what we can to to revive what we what we call community because that is true community all these all these groups you know coming together you know and uh it's been hard you know restrictions obviously can't even have a bonfire in your backyard let alone a community barbecue so you know and even our tp camp with with our 20 youth that we're trying to run like even that's you know it's still not legally like we're, we we want to run it in august but we'll see what the restrictions say you know if we're even allowed to have 20 youth you know come together and have that experience because you know sleeping under teepees isn't something that you know all of our uh, you know indigenous youth have access to and you know in my opinion you know that access to, to opportunities like that, that access to the culture is a birthright. You know, you can't deny that. And it's important when it comes to that self-identity. So, you know, those are those are a little couple of things that have been on my mind and my team as well that, you know, we, we're, we've been in like the planning stage for, for these things for, for quite a while now. And we're just, we're so excited that, you know, like you said, we're heading in that direction. Yeah, that's that's going to be incredible. That's something to look forward to. And even before that, the uh, that TP retreat just sounds amazing. Uh, getting youth reconnected. You said it best. You know, we need that. Our youth need that. Uh, we deserve it with our identity and a sense of belonging. So it's just so incredible to have that work done on the field. And it's needed, truly, truly needed. And you see the impacts. You see the positive impacts. You see youth, you know, really get the positive benefits from those experiences. And they take them through life. So it's a, it's truly incredible. No, I 100% I agree with you, man. Like, you know, for me, like, I, I didn't I didn't always have that sense of belonging. And once I did, I felt like grounded. I felt accepted. And I felt like I can actually start to open up and, and kind of step out of my comfort zone a little bit. I'm sure there are a lot of people who are listening to this that have, you know, experienced that as well. So, oh man. Absolutely. Really- Me too. Yeah, I can, re- I can relate to the same thing. It's uh, two positive benefits. I'm wondering, um, I've seen, like, obviously you guys have so much support from multiple, multiple avenues. When I had come and seen what you guys were up to, there was volunteer after volunteer, you know, your connections with different organizations and all sorts. But I'm kind of wondering how big is your core group or I guess the inner group of initiative? How big is the team? Yeah, so, you know, we have a team of five. Everyone's like, you know, between the ages of 18 and 25 that we meet up together and we have these meetings and, you know, we discuss our upcoming collabs or our upcoming events. You know, that's the team. It's it's a big youth representation. But, you know, when we do our events, when we do like these, you know, whether it's a care camp, whether it's a litter patrol, whether, you know, it's it's running a barbecue or this teepee camp, like I think what, what we're able to do is just invite everybody. You know, it doesn't matter, you know, your age. Doesn't matter your background, like if you want to come and get involved, like you're more than welcome. And you know, we were able to get over 200 volunteers just at that community care camp alone. Wow. You know, 
when we do get our volunteers coming to join us, we like to get their emails. You know, that's how we kind of keep in touch, whether it's, you know, on Instagram, Facebook, or, you know, a little email shout out to upcoming events that are going to be happening. So that's how we kind of, you know, keep in contact with the bulk of it's kind of hard to keep in constant contact with like 200 people. So, you know, we do our best and, you know, if somebody comes and volunteers one month and comes back the next, it's almost like they didn't leave, you know, it's just a nice family. Like that's the the, the feeling I would describe it as it's like a family. And so we're just looking to, to grow from here, you know, still, still up, still the first year, but uh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely incredible that, gotten to the place and you know have the platform that can do what it does at this point only a year in is just great you have been doing these community walks and i just want to confirm according to your instagram here tomorrow on thursday you'll be doing one um on main street yes we're going to be meeting at our shared building space on 605 main street on thursday at 5 30 p.m okay so just um for the record here, this episode is going to be airing on that Thursday at 4 p.m. So anyone who is listening to this live, if you're able and willing and want to help out, go to 605 Main Street like now because they're about to go start this walk at 530. So yeah, yeah. get out there. Come out. I'm waiting for you. They're <laughs> <laughs> waiting for you. Don't don't hold him up. He's he'll seriously wait for you. Yeah, we're not going anywhere <laughs> until you show up. No. <laughs> no, every every Tuesday and Thursday. And, you know, we provide all the equipment necessary. You know, we have our wagons like with the food on it, with some cold water. You know, if you're coming on an empty stomach, even as a volunteer, like you're eating too, you know. Mm-hmm. So we got, we got everything kind of ready to go. That's beautiful. Absolutely. Is there any particular plans, you know, besides what we just mentioned, um, like Um, in the coming days, any new events or meetings? uh, Yeah, actually on Monday, next Monday is uh, National Indigenous Peoples Day. So we're kind of working together with Indigenous Vision for the North End to do uh, a walk around the North End while handing out smudge kits, handing out, you know, our usual like water and food and, you know, some popsicles and stuff like that. But we really want to get this medicine out, you know, to the community so that, you know, people can heal, you know, and do their own smudging back home. So that's something that we'll be starting at uh, North Point Douglas Women's Center at 9 a.m. And we're going to make our way through the North End. And I think we're ending at 363 McGregor on Mountain and, and McGregor there. So, you know, this, if you see us walking, don't be shy. Come say hi, grab a smudge kit and some snacks. So that'll be happening this Monday, actually. That's awesome. And for anyone who is potentially not physically able or, you know, any has any reason that they're not able to physically show up, is there any other direct means that people are able to support? Uh, you know, like, just spread the word even. You know, if you're not physically able to show up, maybe somebody you know is able to and they'll benefit from this experience. You know, you can follow us on social media and spread the word there. You know, we do accept physical donations at 605 Main Street. You know, we don't expect anything, but we appreciate, you know, whatever does come through those doors. Don't be shy to message us on social media, on Instagram or Facebook. We spell initiative like A-N-I-S-H in the beginning of it, just because, you know, that itself represents the word Anishinaabe, which means our people. And so 
you know, the whole initiative thing is our people taking the initiative, take care of the land and take care of the people. Amazing. Yeah. So go throw them a follow on Instagram so you can stay updated with what's going on and know in advance and, and come take part possibly for those of you who are able. Is there any means um, for monetary donations? Uh yeah, I mean, like there is a GoFundMe link on our Facebook and our uh, Instagram that we're dedicating to help us raise enough funds for a community vehicle. You know, with this vehicle, we have, you know, a couple of different plans. You know, we'd like to we'd like to be able to transport our youth out to do land-based projects out of the city. Obviously, be able to transport our litter supplies within the city. You know, one more thing that we really want to establish, you know, with this community vehicle is uh, a grocery transportation vehicle. There's too many families that I see at No Frails or Walmart or Giant Tiger that just like don't have a ride, you know, home. And they're just, they have all their groceries and they have all their kids. Instead of spending your money on a taxi cab, like, yeah, come up with a way to try to like get you guys home, you know? Yeah. So that's, uh, you know, something that, you know, if, if you feel like that's, you know, a cause that you believe in, the link is attached, you know, in our social media pages. And, you know, we're so lucky and we're so thankful because so far we're at, I think we're close to 6,000 right now, you know, so we're, we're just so grateful for, you know, the community, you know, giving us money because we're not, we're not a rich community. And so, you know, we're really grateful for where we are right now. And, you know, we're doing our best to, to fundraise and, and come up with enough money to, to be able to accomplish our vision. So yeah, monetary donations. Very appreciated. Let's get these guys a car. Yeah, let's let's get you a car. And just on the record, I think that you hold the record for most times that I've had chills in a conversation. So it's been it's been really powerful hearing that. Hey man, I get chills listening to your music. <laughs> I get those chills. <laughs> uh yeah dude no seriously hits me in the soul hits me in the soul with all the stuff you're talking about thanks bro it's it's really great now to to be able to you know you know have a voice that's that's listened to you know there's definitely a big part of my uh, life where I didn't feel like you know my voice was being listened to or empowered and you know that was all kind of you know motivation to get this you know initiative going so that I can you know I can help youth in my neighborhood and get their voices listened to and heard and you know so it all comes from a special place and uh, you know it's it's just it's a great feeling it's a it's a really great feeling you know so I'm grateful and I, I try to watch what I say be careful because you got youth listening to you you gotta you gotta speak a lot from the heart so appreciate that Kate anytime absolutely it's it's been incredible having you on yeah no this is this is amazing and yeah I learned a lot today and I'm a firm supporter of your group and everything I learned today has been really really eye-opening and uh, I just personally appreciate what you do because I know how much I've witnessed and experienced some of the same things that you've been talking about and seeing people go out of their way go out of their own pocket take their own time out of their day to help people that they don't even know is I mean yeah like you said it's what it's what community is about so yeah, this has been really amazing. And thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come and, and talk to us. We do like to end off our shows giving our guest the choice on what song we'll be playing, given that this airs on the radio, what song we'll play at the end here. So if there's anything, any songs you'd like to like to pick at all, you know, no pressure at all. But yeah, I'm going to I'm going to need you guys to play Come and Get Your Love by Redbone. Beautiful. Amazing. That song on for 30 minutes straight. <laughs> Amazing. 
Definitely love that one. All right. Well, this has been Riley Nepenak and Initiative. This has also been Engage on 101.5 UMFM with hosts Cade Jones and Josue Devi. It's been an absolute pleasure having you, Riley. I've learned so much here. We're really, really excited for people to listen. And yeah, we'll see you guys next week. 